both an adventure and scenic destination. Iceland offers exciting vacations for everyone, except lovers of warm tropical beaches. Listen and learn exciting options for a fantastic, unique, outdoor, and beautiful vacation in Iceland. Enjoy the show. Travel Advice Show. Uh, you can listen to all our shows at traveladviceshow.com, and and please uh, feel free to comment on our comment us our, our, our contact us page. And if you have any questions that you'd like to be answered, we could try to answer those on the show. And my name's Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Excellent. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Would you like to introduce um, our guests and topic? I'd love today? to. I'm really yeah. excited. To have Leanne Kim back with us again from Kensington Tours. Um, she has done some wonderful programs with us. Welcome, Leanne. Glad to have you. Thank with you us. so much. Nice yeah. to be back. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. yeah, good to hear from you. Yeah, we're excited about <laughs> talking about unique Iceland. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and I almost hesitate to even have this program because I'm going to admit at the beginning, um, sort of on a bias, I guess. Um, Iceland is my favorite European country. Really, it's your number one, yes. one of your fa- my the best favorite. One. Wow. Yes, wow. and I am sorry to do this show in a way because uh, I'd like to keep it the way it is. <laughs> Not, <laughs> thousands and thousands more tourists. But I tell you, um, Leanne, as you know, it is um, probably well, probably one of the most versatile countries in all of Europe. Just everything is yeah. very compact. I would agree, yeah. It's one of my favorites as well, and, and for many reasons, but the number one is, has got to be the nature. Um, and I've been to over 40 countries. I've I lived in the west coast of Canada. I've, I've had spent some time in some really beautiful places, but Iceland is, in, in my opinion, it's just mind-blowing scenery. Uh, every day you could go in a different direction and see something completely different and in some cases almost otherworldly it is so picturesque and and um you know each each part of it is so uh unique from the last so it's um, it's a place that you can go and even if you only had a few days you know see something completely different every day wow wow really yeah i've never been there before but i i've uh, seen tons of pictures and talked to people about it yeah it just sounds so it's it, it remi- it's like magical feeling to me. You know what I mean? I've never been there. But yeah, you gotta so, go. You yeah. absolutely must go. Really, and, it's uh, a must. It's a must. Yeah. yeah. As Jerry was saying, it's very popular. So year after year, it's, yeah. um, they're growing in popularity. There's been no low, and it's been like this probably I would say for the last um, fifteen or twenty years. Wow. It's just been growing and growing, and, and more and more people coming every year. Oh um, and Iceland Air is probably a big part of that. The airline, right. the national airline, is always providing um, new uh, new gateways that there are new new services that they're uh, offering. So um, they're making it easier for people all over Europe and North America to get there and use it as a great stopover en route to whatever the destination may be. Oh, so yeah, it's oh. a good time to go. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and the neat thing about it is um, Iceland Air. Uh, offers um, a free stop over there as far as the airfare goes. Oh, that's right. You I heard about yeah. that. You can go to Europe or somewhere you can stop there. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, a thing that is so neat 
you can stay right there in Reykjavik, and um, you can stay a whole week there and every day do something totally different. That's I mean, right. Yeah. It is there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of shared tours that operate out of Reykjavik, and so our clients. Uh, most of our clients are more high-end. They do a lot of private tours, but we do cater to more budget clients, more sort of three-star uh, who want to see the sites. They just don't have the money to to spend on private tours. And so we offer a, a, a wide vari variety of um, different shared tours that go to all of the scenic places. So the South Shore, um, the Snaefellsnes Peninsula, uh, volcanoes, glaciers—you name it. Um, you can you can see it, and you can do it as a shared tour. And as you say, just base yourself in Reykjavik and go out and back, out and back every day. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, there are things going on in Iceland that you can do, as I mentioned, on day trips. And you just said, I mean, who would ever guess that you could go uh, snorkeling in Iceland? And you can do it yes. right outside. I know it's amazing. Um, it's uh, Iceland is in a unique location because it's right on the uh, joint, where um, the, the, the uh, European and the American uh, continents meet. And uh, one That's time, right. a lot several years ago, I walked out. I went, or I walked. I went on a snorkeling tour, and I almost because I wanted to see. I can't believe I love snorkeling and diving. And you know, you go over these fissures uh, where these uh, continental uh, divides or continents yep. meet. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah. We offer that tour, and I've had a lot of people go and really enjoy it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's kind of unique. And um, you can also, not far from um, Rick, Rick, I can't, I can't even talk this morning, Rick, uh, Rick, Reykjavik, yeah. Reykjavik. <laughs> Reykjavik. Wherever it is. No, it's a, a neat little town. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a city. Uh, but, you know, uh, one thing that you can do that's interesting, I don't know if uh, anybody's ever watched Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, where um, White Walker, uh, they uh, filmed that, uh, one of the scenes there in Iceland. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned it's um, an out-of-the-world place, because it is, I mean, the uh, scenery diversity is amazing. Um in the northwest, uh, so the far west part is um, a volcano mm -hmm. uh, that Jules Verne used as his entrance in his book, Journey to the Center of the World. This mm -hmm. yes. inspired him to where they're going to end the world. And you can go there and, and see the very spot. Yeah, exactly. There have been a lot of uh, movies filmed there because it is close to North America, but but the scenery is so different and diverse, and it's it's fairly um, underpopulated as well once you leave the city center, so you don't have to worry about um, a lot of crowds and things like that when you're filming. And in fact, I sent um, one of my private clients in February there uh, was a musician um, from Los Angeles, and he I sent him to do a video shoot there in the middle of winter. So that was really exciting for me. I'd never put together a, a custom tour like that before, where someone was actually coming with uh, videographers and equipment and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, it's, it's really, you're spoiled for choice in Iceland, for sure. Yeah. Well, you mentioned winter. Uh, I have been there probably about 15 times. And mm -hmm. I went once in the winter because even though I know that uh, Iceland is, um, I guess, 
Uh, they have the same, uh, the Vikings have the same opinion of Iceland. I do. They don't want anybody there. This uh, but they call it Iceland because they didn't want to, want to go there in Greenland, which, of course, is more ice. Um, but, you know, it's a year-round destination. It really is. Um, it is. And more and more, they're, they, as I say, they're offering more um, more services, more activities for people to do in the winter. I think they've really realized um, they want to capitalize on the draw of the Northern Lights, even though the Northern Lights can't ever really be predicted. I've had a lot of clients go um, in the anywhere between October and April and actually see the Northern Lights. So um, people want to go there, but the great thing is if they don't see the Northern Lights or they don't see them every night, there's still loads of other things to do in the winter time. You can do you can still do hiking in the winter. You can still do um, the Icelandic horses which of course are very popular um that snorkeling trip that you talked about can actually be done in winter because you're wearing oh. wetsuits anyway wow. so yeah more and more we're finding even just the last maybe five years that i've been selling it we're finding that it's easier to offer things year round so the the prime season is still definitely um late june early july and in fact for most of my clients if they're going for a first time or they're going with kids, I always say, you know, I think it, it, it's, it's at its best in summer. You really get to be able to see everything. And, of course, you've got the midnight sun. It's, it's very bright out, almost 24 hours a day. It feels like a whole, like a party, a celebration. Wow. Everything's open. You have access to all the different national parks. Um, so I think for a first trip, summer is perfect. But, yeah, more and more we're having people come back to us and say, okay, I saw it in summer. Now I want to see it in winter. And it's completely different, of course. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they are far north, so not a lot of daylight, um, which is one thing we have to make sure that people know. Um, and, and then, of course, yeah, the northern lights being a huge draw. So, so there really is no bad time of year to go to Iceland. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. especially if you go in winter. Um, when I went that time, and I went in end of January, I think it was, um, they had a, a heavy snowstorm, and I went out and sat in one of their hot pools. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, so that snow coming down and the wind blowing is almost oh, a blizzard, yeah. I guess. It was fabulous. I really, really enjoyed it because, as you said, it's dark much of the time, and it's not really very light, even when it's light. But it's a, it's a bizarre experience, and you go snowmobiling and skiing, all kinds of things. It's unbelievable. Uh, one of my things, and uh, you can expand on if you like, is some of the action adventure things. You mentioned the mm -hmm. paddling. Uh, they mm -hmm. have a lot, uh, particularly in the northern part of the island, uh, the pony tracks. And um, have you ever had any experience with that or sending clients using the pony uh, to do like the northern part or in the uh, more central part of the island? Not the northern part per se. We, we we haven't, or I haven't, um, so far. And I didn't do it actually when I was when I was in Iceland. I wasn't able to to do the horseback riding yet. But um, we offer it as either a private tour or a shared tour um, close to Reykjavik. There are quite a few farms and and stables near the city center. So yeah, people can go out. They can just go for a day and they can try it out. Um, especially, it's great for families. Um, so even and even if people have some riding experience or they have none, it doesn't really matter. I think they'll take children as young as six, but as long as they're on a horse with their parents. So that's really great for us. We're always looking for lots of hands-on, lots of active stuff for, for families with children to do, and Iceland is, is full of things like that. 
And um, one thing that um, is not um, advertised a lot, um, at certain times of the year in the spring, they have very good river rafting, mm-hmm. um, which um, I have done there because I love kayak, sea, uh, whitewater and sea kayaking. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was amazed at how good their whitewater rafting was. Not category yeah. four and five, but it's very good. Well, it may at certain times of the year, but when I went, it's probably three and a half, maybe a four. And yeah, it's um, amazing that you can do that. I agree. And for such a small country, as I say, they offer such a wide variety of active stuff. So whether it's hiking you're into or cycling or, as you say, the water sports, so um, rafting and sea kayaking being the two major ones, uh, we also offer some really cool glacier tours. So that's probably the number one thing I get asked about when people are wanting active stuff is, what can I do on a glacier? Uh, and you mentioned it already. We we offer year-round snowmobiling on a glacier. Oh, really? Um, nice. Yeah. And we also have a really great tour that's new where um, it's a larger glacier, harder to get to, so we take them in by helicopter. And it is a shared tour. So not only do you get a helicopter experience, but once you get there, we've got all the safety equipment, the crampons, the helmets, things like that. You're able to do a glacier walk. And it's something that I would say less than 1% of the people ever going to Iceland get to do. Um, it's a little bit pricey, but, but more than that, it's, it's newer and it's off the beaten path, so not everybody knows about it. But this is the kind of thing that Kensington prides himself on, is making sure we're staying on top of all the different things that you can see and do in Iceland. That's, that's great. That sounds pretty One cool. Thing that- one thing that is such a dichotomy there, and most people, when they think of Iceland, are, as you say, glaciers and mountains and green, and which it is. But do you know, uh, there are two things that really stunned me. Um, they have black sand deserts there, and mm-hmm. other deserts in the north central part, because we went hiking. I spent about a week uh, doing a multi. Um, a multi I can't think of the word a multi uh, way of doing it we hiked we uh, kayaked um, we rode horses and we did a multi-sport ex- experience nice multi-sport that's thank yeah. you Dan. <laughs> and so I wanted to do a sport yeah and um, mm-hmm. you can combine it and we spent about a week going uh, practically to, across the whole center part of the island hiking to um, uh, just where nobody is and camping yeah. and all that that's just amazing. Yeah. That's some so, of the most untouched wilderness is the central part. Um, and, and, yeah, I think to be able to spend some time there, you're literally, you feel like you're on your own planet. There's nobody around for miles and miles. And it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it is such a diversity in seeming. Um, one thing that I find interesting there, and I am not a fisherman, but they have trout and salmon fishing in Iceland. And, they do, uh, yeah. One of my uh, friends is a fisherman, and uh, I recommend that. I said, why don't you go up there? And he came back and said, it, uh, not only is the scenery magnificent, but he said it is excellent. And they had a wonderful time uh, fishing both trout and salmon. And so it, um, well, we must not forget to talk about waterfalls. Mm, yes. So, so the most famous waterfall um, 
that's sort of on the beaten path, it would be the one uh, when people hear about this golden circle. So the golden circle is three major sites that if you were only in Iceland for one day, you absolutely would not want to miss. Um, and one is the original geyser, like the geyser where that all geysers are named after, I'm pretty sure, and it, it's, it goes off every 10 that's minutes. Yeah, yeah, it goes off every 10 minutes, so it's very reliable. If you want to, if you want to see a geyser anywhere in the world, you can go there and you can see it. If you just have to wait 10 minutes, and you'll see it. And um, the other part of the Golden Circle is the Thingvellir National Park, which is where you mentioned the two tectonic plates um, splitting apart. That that's that national park there. And the third part is um, Golfos, which is. Uh, the, probably the most famous of all the waterfalls in Iceland. It's like their version of Niagara Falls, and it's nice and close to Reykjavik, um, and it's very close to these other two sites as well. So it makes for a perfect day trip. Again, if you only had a couple of days, you definitely wouldn't want to miss these. However, um, it's not my favorite waterfall. Maybe that's because I live an hour away from Niagara Falls, so it's not that impressive to be. It's very built up, um, so there's a whole facility there where you can get snacks and lots of tour buses. Um, however, on a lot of our tours, whether it's private or shared, especially the private, uh, we take our clients out into the middle of nowhere. And one of my favorite regions is the Land Monologa region. And this region is probably about um, two, two, probably more like three hours northeast of or east of um, Reykjavik. And it's considered the highlands. It's highly geothermal. And it's got quite a lot of like that sort of sulfur smell and steam coming out of the ground. You cannot do this unguided. You have to be with a, a seasoned guide who knows where to go, because uh, in certain areas, what might look like ground is actually just um, you know a crust, and underneath there's just gas. So you you have to go with yeah. It's, it's really cool. Uh, I did it with my my husband and our child, and we did it in our own private super jeep, uh, and uh, it was a full day excursion. But there, there are beautiful, untouched, unspoiled waterfalls with not a single sign, not a single bathroom, not a single person around for miles and miles, and you really do feel like, you know, it's your own little private wonderland. There, Iceland is known for having beautiful waterfalls, but that area is one of my favorites. We, we had a, a great experience there. And of course, the South Shore as well. The South Shore is that long, there's a long road that runs from Reykjavik on the um, left-hand side of the country all the way across the bottom and continues to go all the way around the country. But that whole South Shore there has got tons of black sand beaches, waterfalls. Um, there's some great walks you can do along that South Shore as well. Uh, and so, yeah, you're, as I say, you're spoiled for choice in Iceland. Any direction that you go, there's going to be magnificent scenery and really unbelievable views every minute. Yeah, it, no, it, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it, is, it, is it hard to get around? Like, it, uh, do, do most people speak English in Iceland there? Or, or is it, is yeah, it kind of tough? absolutely. Really? In fact, it, that's one of the reasons why I, I like Iceland is that um, it's close. It's, uh, you know, fairly, it's only about five hours from the east coast of uh, Canada or the United States. Oh, it's very safe, uh, and everybody speaks English. So oh, even nice. if you have no knowledge of Icelandic culture or Icelandic language, you can go there, and, and everyone speaks perfect English. Wow. Uh, so it's awesome. very easy to get around. Oh, that's great. That's, that makes things another a lot thing easier. That's, yeah, another thing that's interesting are the volcanoes. Uh, when I was there about uh, six years ago, um, we actually went inside a volcano, 
and the bald volcanoes in the world that I've seen, I've never been inside one. Mm-hmm. And you actually go inside it. It's a tour. I mean, they prepare you, they give you all the equipment, and down you go. Yeah. And um, wow. that that was that wasn't scary, but when you're in a country that has volcanoes uh, that work, um, you never know. So as a result, uh, that was an interesting experience, and I highly recommend the people who are going to be there like a week uh, to consider that because it. I've never seen it anywhere else in the world. That's that's what I I tell my clients as well, especially if they're active or they want to do see and do very unique things that can't be done anywhere else. I unfortunately I didn't I didn't do it, um, but I, I and it's in, somewhat new. It's in the last three four years they brought this out, but I hear it's spectacular and uh, yeah exactly. Our clients that come back come back raving about that experience. So I'm really glad you got a chance to do it. Yeah, I guess I was in the experimental part because it was um, it wasn't a touristy thing. Uh, just a little tourist uh, agency uh, offered mm-hmm. it, and um, I understand now it's more uh, it's safer <laughs> and more organized. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it is that one volcano, so people can't do it privately. They've got I think six or seven different groups going a day every uh, oh, really? every hour. Yeah, My departing word. from Reykjavik. So it's it, they're well, I mean, they've sort of capitalized on that. They're very well set up. That is one thing Icelandic people do very well, is as soon as they've got their, whatever their niche product is figured out, whether it's rafting or snorkeling in the continental divide, as soon as they've got it figured out, they are really like masters at, at making sure that as many people as possible get through. Because the thing is, again, they have such a short high season um, and that volcano tour you can only do between June and September. And most tours, many tours, you can only do, um, a lot of things are only available um, July and August, right? Because that's yeah. when the weather is reliably um, good. And then after that, it's all bets are off, right? So, but yeah, it, they're, they're constantly coming up with new and innovative ways for people to see different parts of this spectacular country. And um, it's, it's one of my favorites. Like, I cannot wait to go back. Well, on um, seeing the country, and we were talking about July and August, um, I have never rented a car there, but I know um, people do because you see rental cars. But um, I think it's important to mention that many of the roads uh, are not even open until uh, maybe even mid-July. Because That's right. They're all, they're, a lot of the roads, now the main highway is paved and very good. Um, I but you still can't go 80, <laughs> um, and you don't want to go 80 miles an hour. Yeah. But uh, but um, many of the roads are gravel and muddy, because I know when we did the uh, trek to the middle, I mean, it was very difficult, and part of it, I mean, you're just covered with mud, and uh, which is great. That's part of the adventure. But um, so if anyone is going to rent a car, they really... I need to plan to do it at the end of July and, and August because a lot of the roads are gravel and they're closed except for that time. That's exactly. And so, you know, depending on your budget, some people, you know, they think that that is a better way to see um, the country. And certainly, you know, you, you, you've got the opportunity to stop when you want and get out when you want. But the problem is some of these places, as I mentioned, you need to have a guide with you. And, yeah, and yeah 
you've got to use what they call these super jeeps basically your own monster truck and they're not something that you can rent in fact when you rent a car you sign an agreement saying i will not take it off the main roads so depending on what you want to see if you want to really see the rugged nature it doesn't it almost doesn't make sense to do a rental car it makes sense to to come through a company like kensington tours who can really take a look at your timeline take a look at your budget and provide for you the best possible match for that for what you're looking for um, one one thing that um, I think people should do um, is go out into the um, uh, Western Islands, uh, either by ferry or by car, uh, by plane. It's not very far away, but that is uh, world famous because in the 1970s they had this massive volcano that erupted, and um, we felt it, uh, smelled it, and saw it with all the ash and stuff in there in Europe and uh, it's interesting to go there how they're rebuilding and um, I, I found that interesting you can do it as a day trip from uh, Reykjavik and I, there, there's no reason to stay longer per se um, because they take you around and show you the damage and uh, they're rebuilding and making the farms come back and everything so it's an interesting experience to go out there and um, see what's happening there. Yeah, it is. It is quite different from the rest of Ireland, uh, Iceland. I was going to say Iceland has so many islands. Um, some closer to to oh, Reykjavik. Yeah. Oh, Western right. Islands is definitely uh, it's definitely one of the more popular destinations. And um, we typically offer it again. We offer it as a day tour. You can fly there from Reykjavik for the day. Um, you can have a tour of the island. There's even a boat tour that you can do out there as well. And um, this is very popular with people who want to see puffins, because that's an area with a high concentration of local bird life, and, and puffins can usually be seen there right up until about mid-August. And then after that, uh, you can't really see them anymore, unfortunately, or it's not, it's not common to see them. So anyone who wants to see puffins, I always mention the Westman Islands and make sure that they get a chance to get out there. Yeah. Um, how long would you recommend for a really good overview that somebody should take to get a, a variety of experiences of Iceland? I think, um, you know, our average clients probably do about seven or eight days. I think if you want to leave feeling like you really saw Iceland and, and did it justice, probably up to two weeks. And you'd want to, um, you know, definitely see all the southern sites. But I, I recommend if you have that kind of time, also flying up to Akureyri in the north. Um, I think it's spectacular up there. Uh, very small town. Akureyri is only a couple thousand people. But from there, you can do tours to cross the Arctic Circle. Um, there's fantastic whale watching up there near Husavik. And um, there's a, Iceland's largest waterfall up there, which is Detafoss which is absolutely spectacular. So I think, um, I think in two weeks, you could really see almost all the highlights of Iceland and come home, as I say, feeling like you really, you really, you did it right, so. And you mentioned that uh, you and your husband took your uh, child on the trip. Do you recommend taking children to Iceland? Absolutely. Out of all the countries I've, I've been to, I think it's especially in Europe, it's one of the most child-friendly places. Uh, actually, Icelandic people have quite a lot of children uh, when compared to other nations. Their birth rate is quite high. I think the average family has three kids. 
So, um, so they love kids, and they're really even when you go driving around, you're out in the countryside, and you stop at a cafe. There'll always be like a little coloring table or books for kids or something like that. I found them to be very family friendly. Um, now our little one was only 18 months at the time, so getting around was a little bit easier. But I have to say, when they're now I have two of them, and when they're older, we'll definitely be taking them back. I would say anywhere from sort of maybe eight years old and up, they can do 90% of the activities there. Um, by the time they're 12, they can do 100% of the activities. So I really think it's a great place to, to take kids. And as I say, it's close. If you're careful about when you book, you can get some really great deals online. I know Wow Airlines just started um, service there this year, and, and they are – the times aren't very convenient, but they're the least expensive by far. Uh, so it's worthwhile booking early, yeah. And would you spell the name of that airline? Because yeah, wow, just W O W. They're a new airline, oh, nice. um, but they they have service to Iceland year round, I believe. I, I do believe that the flights arrive very early, so like four or five a.m. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Clients, uh, people going there, may want to book the night before in a hotel. So, uh, and then once you've done that, it may not make sense to use that airline, but they, WOW goes there. I, I know um, Delta Fly is there, Iceland Air. More and more airlines are making that a stopping point because, it, again, that just the, the growth in popularity. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of great ways to save. My number one recommendation for people, anyone thinking about going next summer, book now. It's not too early to book. You'll pay less on the flights. You'll probably pay less on the tours as well. And the biggest thing is hotel availability. People will call me in April and they'll want to go in July. And unfortunately, every, every room in every hotel is already sold out because, again, such a short high season. The, the most popular time is sort of June 20th to uh, sort of July 15th. That, those weeks are almost always booked up several months in advance. So that's my number one tip. If anyone is thinking of going, winter, not so much, but definitely Christmas and New Year's, again, very, very popular time, and hotels are already sold out for this New Year's. It's becoming a, a popular destination for New Year's. So, yeah, that's my, my biggest piece of advice is if you can, book six to nine months in advance. It's definitely not too early. And about the weather, uh, is there a lot of rain there? Yeah, so I think the the thing with Iceland weather is it's just very unpredictable. And I know that every country says this, but really Iceland has what they say four seasons in a day. So um, in summer, even in summer, you can get cold days, you can get windy days. I went in August and I had a winter hat on at some points and, and mitts on at some points because it does get wow. quite cold depending on where you are. So I always tell people pack lots and lots of layers. Plan for the worst and expect the best. So, you know, everywhere you go, have a day pack with you that's got your waterproof layer. It's got, you know, snacks and water and all those things. But um, layering is, is key in Iceland. That's great. Well, Leanne, we thank you so much. This has yeah. been most informative. Yeah. Would you oh, my pleasure. Everyone? Oh, we do. Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone how they can contact you? Sure. So, so we're kensingtontours.com. We've got a beautiful website with all our destinations. We service over 90 countries worldwide, including Iceland. And our number is 1-888-903-2001. And you can call and speak to a destination expert, someone who's lived there, traveled there, knows the tours and hotels inside and out. That's what we pride ourselves on. Well, I know I've used Kensington Tours myself. 
for several of my, well, quite a lot of my trips, and recommended people to use you. And everyone comes back and says, yes, the tours is phenomenal. And we, I thank you for that, because um, as you say, uh, you people know, your staff knows exactly what to do and when to do it and how to do it, and the guys are fabulous. So again, we thank you very much, Leanne. Yeah, and, um, oh, my pleasure. Happy to do it. Yeah, I'm excited about Iceland. I gotta, I gotta look up. I, I just looked at Wow Airlines, and I'm, I'm looking at the flights right now. You know, so. book your, yeah, book your flight now for yeah. next summer. Get on it. Yeah, I, know, I know. Yeah, I, and then you call me. Yeah, I'll I give know, you. Yeah, right. I, I gotta give you a call here. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah my, my wife so will love again. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the, a great show. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah.